Good morning, good afternoon, or good night. I'm your host, Adrian Conway. Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Coach. And this is specifically about the CrossFit Games. Guys, we are literally now uh, on the heels of the 2022 season as we prepare for the Rogue Invitational that is coming up here at the end of October. But more importantly, CrossFit HQ has already released details, which is the earliest that it's ever happened, surrounding the 2023 season and what to expect from a general perspective. And there are a couple things that I'm really excited about. And I just wanted to get onto the mic today to actually just discuss them with you guys and let you know my thoughts on where things are headed. First and foremost, what's up, Birmingham, Alabama? Like literally, what's up with y'all? What's going on there? What's going down there? And why are the CrossFit Games moving there in 2024? Now, I have my own assumptions and understandings in regards to Hey, this is a relatively small market city, similar to Madison in regards to size and population, yet it is much closer to an international airport being about 75 miles removed from the closest international hub. Now, this is a lot different than Madison because of the fact that the closest international hub to that city was three and a half hours away in Chicago, and that created a really difficult challenge for travel. So to me, this city brings the best of both worlds, and I would have the understanding and the assumption that that is why it was selected. No, it's not because of humidity. No, it's not because of the regional location even of where it's at in America, but because of travel for international fans and athletes and also the size of the city. Clearly, those that are important and were a part of making the decision flew to Birmingham, probably not just once but a few times and met with the people of power, met with those that would influence both the small businesses and also the governing bodies there that would dictate road access, event possibilities, uh, the venue location and the build out there and what it would take. So I'm sure that was also included with those from Rogue. The bottom line is there's a lot of skepticism on if this city is a good location or if it's a good pick. And to me, well, CrossFit just hasn't done us wrong when it comes to this aspect of the competition since we left LA. Now, if you haven't been around and hadn't been to that large city previously, then you might not have the understanding of that this place when we were at the StubHub Center was amazing. The atmosphere unmatched. The location in regards to what we had access to, the, the fields, uh, the pool nearby, the uh, the, the, the Coliseum or the stadium, I'm sorry, the tennis stadium itself, the soccer stadium for the bigger uh, running events, the track that was there. We had many locations right there on that campus that we could use. Uh, vending was great from a fan experience. There were a lot of beer options. There was a lot of food options. And there was plenty of room for people to drive their you know, uh, local business into and provide a service to or a food service to or product to the masses that, uh, you know, met there as well. And clearly traveling, traveling into LA wasn't difficult. It was fine um, for almost everyone. Now, once you got there, there were many inconveniences. One, uh, knowing where to stay and how far to be able to access the stadium on a daily basis. Uh, as an athlete, this was the biggest stressor. Where would we stay and how do we navigate traffic in order to get there at the correct time each and every day? Um, another thing is that we were very much a, a very small fish in a big pond. We could go literally 400 meters from the, the, the competition location to a Starbucks, 
to a Chipotle, to a whatever type of restaurant, and people would have no idea what was going on right down the street. They would have no idea that some of the best athletes in the entire world in our sport were throwing down and we were getting ready to crown the fittest person in the entire world. So there was a bit of excitement that didn't exist in that city. From the moment you arrived to the time that you left, the only place it felt like we existed and mattered was in that StubHub Center location. Now, fast forward to Madison, completely different. Small town, didn't know what to expect. You get there in the first year, it almost feels slightly like a fair, but like a fitness fair, right? But you got the smells of the cows, you got the smell of the manure, because, well, that's what they do. And they host a lot of like rodeos and all the different likes and sorts there uh, on a regular basis because it's Wisconsin. But it was a showstopper. The CrossFit Games coming there in the summer when the students weren't present and it wasn't football season, we were what drove every business there for a week and a half. And it showed. They had photos. They had posters. They had big billboards. They had unique menu options, unique drink options. All the gyms did exactly what they needed to do to make the drop-in experience a beautiful one. Um, they had They had different events throughout the city like runs and bikes and workouts in different locations that weren't even directly associated with the CrossFit Games, Madison did it right. And I'm extremely excited for even our finale year in Madison, Wisconsin. And honestly, personally, I'm very sad to see it go. But now we look forward to Birmingham, Alabama. And to me, without us being there yet, without me ever being in this city specifically, I don't actually know that I've ever stepped foot in Alabama itself. And I've traveled to many states. I believe that this is going to be the best yet. And I say that because of the way that the game staff has evolved over the years, the things they've learned, and even, which we'll get to in just a moment, the way they've evolved the competition season. This is a group of men and women that specifically have the best in mind for the competitive athletes and the fans in regards to their experience. They know and understand that in order to drive the business needle of the CrossFit Games, it has to continue to grow in who they reach, one. Two, it has to supply and provide a means to these athletes. They've got to continue to grow the purse. They've got to continue to grow ways athletes can be paid and supported and provided for throughout the course of the year, especially these athletes that really drive the needle of the sport. Then they have to make these athletes accessible and watchable and allow the fans to be the ones that want to not just get to but want to be on site and be present in order to support the event that's how we drive the needle that's how we grow it that's how everyone really uh, stays happy right that's how i get to even talk about the sport is i get to fulfill a role in commentating and directing my opinions and conveying information that i saw on the competition floor in the competition field to you as per viewers that might not have been there on site. And what a, what a fortunate opportunity I've got to do that. It's new and I'm still learning, but I hope to increase the value that I bring to the table in the same aspect. So Birmingham, Alabama, you are a different group of folks than we're used to. Some of y'all might even not know what CrossFit is. We're going to roll up in there. We're going to be really fit. And you're probably going to wonder what we eat, how we train and all that. I'm here to tell you now, folks, that if you are part of this initial group that in 2024 rolls to Birmingham, Alabama, do it with a grace that allows the city, the occupants of the city to want to say like, wow, look at those people. They're really fit, but man, they were really nice. Man, they were really endearing and man, they were really willing to 
talk to me about what they did, even though clearly I don't work out. Or man, they really loved the food that my restaurant offered, even though it wasn't paleo and wasn't clean and wasn't whatever. And my perspective from an outside-in perspective, we're going to a city where there is a large demographic of people who probably look at what we do and are either put off by it or they feel like it's something so far out of their reach, they want nothing to do with it. And what they need to understand is that we're a community of people that will support them and would support them if they give it an opportunity. And I hope that we roll in there and really change a lot of lives because of our presence. Because I think that's a really unique opportunity that we're going to get going into the city. I'm not saying we didn't have the same thing in Madison. I'm not saying we didn't have the same opportunity in LA, but it was less glaring to me. I mean, when I heard this city be announced, literally the first thing I thought was, wow, what an opportunity to change an outlook on a state and a, and a local community. So nonetheless, I think it's going to be great. Let's get it cracking. Let's go there and uh, let's watch some really cool fitness and talk about some cool fitness and do some amazing fitness. But also while we're there, let's just, you know what I'm saying? Let's change some lives. Why not? Okay. Um, let's get to work on exactly why I wanted to hop on the mic today more so, which was the announcements of the 2023 season. Like, yo, the, the February 16th is the day. Mark your calendars. Who's about to get this work? Okay, let me calm down a little bit. But I know that's how some of you guys feel, right? Like you literally just see the open date and you're like, okay, it is time for me to throw down Billy, John, Ted, everybody, Jake, they're all about to get this work. Everybody at my affiliate, the dude from the 5.30 a.m. class, the dude from the 7 p.m. class, I don't care what they post, they get, they're about to get it. Oh, we're really about to see what Sue's time is now, now that she has to count her reps. I hope, I hope Jenny counts it extra hard. I hope that she judges her extra hard because I know her times are fake. Trust me, I know you guys. I know how petty you can be. I've run affiliates. I've owned affiliates. I've been coaching affiliates for many, many years. And guess what? I'm a bit of a petty athlete myself. So I'm a part of it. But while we can get excited, we got February 16th on the calendar. We know it's going to be a three-week open, which is cool. Love it again, right? I'm pumped about that. I know that as a high-level coach for high-level competitors and people that desire to go to the CrossFit Games and dominate there one day, that allows them to still be a little bit loose with the community to throw down with everybody, do their best, but also know that it's like it's short-lived and then they can really get to focus on the meat and potatoes of their competition, which it really gets going full bore for the high-level people uh, in quarterfinals and semifinals, of course. So I love that we're going to get community. We know that we're going to expect general and inclusive style workouts with really high raw capacity uh, for the, those three weeks. At least that's what we saw this year. So get your get your get your body ready, get your mind ready. Hey, if you don't have a good place where you're following programming, I know a guy. Uh, you know, I'm just saying, True Fitness. You can find us in the Sugarwad Marketplace, and we've got great programs. Probably one for you that you need, and it ranges all the way from True Strength and True Endurance to True Competitor to True 60, True 30. True Masters and True Next Gen that will all get you right and ready for the CrossFit Open. And it doesn't matter what level you're looking to pursue. We're going to continue on. We got the dates for the Open. We know what quarterfinals is going to bring. Essentially, they said that, hey, we're going to get the individuals to compete uh, you know, in one weekend. Uh, and, and, and then the teams and the age groups are going to go on another weekend. right? So it's, it's, it's basically going to be two weeks long here. 
and that's it, done and dusted. We're going to advance forward, and that's the way it's going to be. Every athlete gets an opportunity to compete in any quarterfinal that they qualify for, though, which is pretty dang cool, right? Because I'm 30, I'm, I'll be 37 this next year. If I do the Open and I do it well enough and, and punch a ticket to the individual quarterfinals, I might throw down with the youngsters just to push my athletes. But in the same token, I could still try to get my, my, my mind and body right and qualify as a master's athlete. But once I get through that, or I could also, hey, I could compete quarterfinals. I could compete uh, masters quarters, indie quarters, and I could do team quarters. What you know about that? That's really crazy. But I love that. I think that there's that brings me back to that nostalgic piece of CrossFit when I started, where it was like we saw people at the CrossFit games trying to double dip uh, teams and indies in the same week. Could you believe it? Believe it, folks. People were that fit and they were that crazy. But they're not going to allow that this year. So as we advance through for the season into the semifinal, that's where we're going to have the rubber meet the road. People got to choose where you at, what are you doing? Where are you going to focus? Where are you going to put your time and money and effort? Because you got to pick your path. Um, what I like most too about the teams this year is that they're, they're going to loosen the expectations. Now this is going to bring good and bad right? There's going to be some people up in arms about this and upset about this, but I don't believe there's going to be the affiliate restrictions that we've seen in the past. Yes. You're going to have to go to the affiliate. You're going to have to do the open at the affiliate all three weeks. Then you're going to have to compete with your team on quarterfinals that with your team at the affiliate. Then you're going to have to be with your team, of course, throughout the rest of the season, semifinals in the games. But I don't know that they're going to worry about training logs. And if you guys don't know about that, that's something that team athletes always had to be prepared for to show and send to the CrossFit Games. If there was any uh, doubt or there was any worry or there was even any gossip or accusation about you not being a member of a gym and you just claiming to be on that team. So in a way, there will be the evolution uh, or reintroduction of the super teams, right? Because there's going to be people there that have been supported financially. Uh, that that really don't work much or they coach a little bit, but they might coach at another gym, but they can get to another gym or another state or another city to compete with them through the open, or they can get to another gym, another state, another city to compete with them through quarterfinals. And I believe that that's going to be the only real concern um, that they register under a specific affiliate and that they get their butts there for the open, all three, and for the quarterfinals when they need to be there with their team. Uh, so some people are going to be up in arms about that. I think it's fine. I think that trying to police this is quite ridiculous. Um, even as the community was smaller, uh, it was hard. And as it grows and as there's more money on the table and athletes have the ability to travel to one another, it was getting really hard to legitimize and call it the affiliate cup with that rule standard. Now we can still call it the affiliate cup. We're still going to, I'm sure have all the teams with their affiliate name on their jerseys. And that's great. I think that's how it should be focused but it loosens the standards so that we know what the rules are and they're very clear. And we can't just sit back and accuse people of cheating. Now it's like, were they at the affiliate? Did they do the workouts? Cool. Well, that's their, that's their team. They established their six at the beginning of the season. And then they have to roll with that six as they advance. And that's what their roster looks like. Of course, those pieces are interchangeable there within the six, but that's the way it goes. So that's, what's exciting about the teams. That's really cool. But what I love is that, yo, semifinals are cool. Now, North America, is split into two divisions. Now this is this is different. We had three semifinals last year. And now we're split into two divisions. It's like we've kind of got a quarter of the United States slash Canada on the east side, which there's a dense population of games, athlete qualifiers, and high-level competitors in that bubble. And then we've kind of got uh, North America West, which is almost the majority of Canada there into upper nowhere. And then, uh, you know, the, the the Northwest and Southwest and everything West of the Mississippi uh, in the United States. Now, 
you know, people are going to argue about this. People are going to be upset about this. People are going to say like, Hey, what validates where you live? What are you going to do? Like, what if you have a driver's license in this state? And then can I live in this state though? But I live in this state and I got the driver's license. I'm going to drive over to my friend's house. I got his address. Like there's going to be some drama folks. And we're going to know more when the official rule book drops in November. But, uh, I can see some people being real petty about this. And the bottom line is show up to compete, be ready and be one of the fittest 40 and you'll go to the CrossFit games. Bottom line. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Now, the reason I say that too, and then I, so I'm not, I'm lying. That wasn't all I was going to say about it. But the reason I support this perspective is because they are now going to like power rank how quote unquote last chance qualifiers go. Now there's no last chance qualifier this year, which I'm a little sad about myself, right? There's no, there is no excitement at the end when it's like all the tickets are punched and now we got two available slots on each side. Who's going to be? It's a it's a bloodbath of a competition. I'm, I'll miss that. But it won't be necessary. And the reason is because what's going to happen as the semifinal stages are set, they're going to take the experience level, the previous years of success based off all the competitors present in each semifinal, and they're going to give each semifinal a justified amount of games qualifying spots. So that's going to be interesting, and I'm interested to learn more about how they rank and how they score these individuals, but I'm extremely excited about that, and I think that hopefully it skews the results in a way that we understand and see clearly like, okay, this is fair. North America East got got nine slots. North America West only got four. So that's just the way it's going to go, or whatever. And, and that's not how, that's not probably a good example. Let's say North America East gets 10, North America West gets five. But it's because of the pedigree and the history and the ability of the athletes that showed up to the semifinals. I'm cool with it. So as a community, you just got to get ready to bite that bullet if you don't like it. Uh, tough, tough cookies. Um, and what I love also is that there's only two semifinals, same amount in America, the, the in North America, I'm sorry, but the same amount of athletes are still going to get an opportunity. So what we're getting, folks, really, when it's semifinal season is two CrossFit games, in my opinion, this, the 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 competition level is going to be much higher at every one of them because instead of being dispersed into three, there's only two. The volume of athletes is going to be the same. So it's probably going to be 40 men, 40 women, 40 men, 40 women at each, maybe 60. Sorry, could be 60 men, 60 women um, at each competition, which makes for longer days, uh, which makes for uh, some, I even believe, uh, competition limitations. We now know also that HQ is going to disperse all the programming to all the semifinals, which hallelujah, it just dissipates all argument and and whine and blame except when people are going to come in and say well those athletes did it on week two and well i did it on week one and so the results are going to be different and so no one cares literally no one cares okay um so when you start talking about that just remember no one cares and if you're going to the games no one cares about how you got there or how your score compares to my score because I got to do it three weeks later. My score better be better than your scores. I did it three weeks later. I watched you do it and I got to improve it. You should be happy about you qualifying and getting out of the way and not having to sit around and repeat all these workouts and potentially injure yourself because you're trying to focus and play the test because you've known the test. You guys know, clearly I got levels to my thinking, but you get the idea, right? In my mind, I'm like, this is a win-win for everybody. I did like to see programmers have a touch or see different flavors of programming, but I'm really putting my trust in HQ to diversify where this program continues to come from, right? Both at the semifinal level and the CrossFit Games level. I love what Boz did with the games last year. I really want to see a team of programmers. I want to see a team of programmers, at least three individuals that come together with a with a unique skill set and flavor. And perhaps, wouldn't this be cool? Because this is what I love most about this last year. And I'm sorry this is a tangent. 
But wouldn't this be cool if, like we had this transition from Dave to Adrian, that next year there's another transition from Adrian to Chuck, right? And let's say from Adrian to Chuck, Chuck, Chuck Carswell is who I'm, I'm throwing up there. Is like Chuck Carswell has the carries the burden of programming for the games. We don't even know who, who it is, though. We just know that it's from the HQ seminar staff. And we know that there's five people in this group. Let's say, let's pretend, let's play this game. There's five people in this group. Every year it evolves and changes hands to who is the head programmer. But every year the same five have a hand in it right? To me, what this does is it protects us and guards us to a degree from flavor specificity or preference or athletic background dictating tremendously what the test looks like. This is CrossFit at its purest form, folks, because of the fact that they all understand, yes, at its purest, we need to be well-rounded and the test needs to be fair and even and time domains need to be hit, movements need to be hit, barbells need to be used, but how much, and objects need to be used, but how much, gymnastics, all those things, but we get a little bit of a different style and flavor of year. And we don't even know. They never release who is the head programmer that year. Um, I think that would be cool, but that's a whole different tangent. And I apologize, but also hopefully that's what you're here for. Um, semifinals are going to be awesome. The CrossFit games are going to be back in Madison as a finale. Uh, I, here's what I think all in all about this 2023 information that we've got released. I'm more excited about this year than I was last year, which is a step in the right direction. I'm even more excited the fact that it's the finale in Madison. I think Madison's going to do it big. I think that HQ's got to do it big in some way to celebrate uh, our time there. Um, I, I think that the season layout is a great uh, overall duration. I love that it's October and we now know the season layout. It helps me prepare my athletes. It helps me prepare my expectations, set their cycles of training and emphasis for when some of them need to peak for the open and some of them need to peak for quarters. And some of them are confident that they're punching that ticket to the, to the semis. And that's where they really got to get right for the CrossFit games. So I think that this is a beautiful thing. I think they're doing great. I think they're improving. And that's the bottom line of why I wanted to hop on this mic today and talk about all things CrossFit Games. Hopefully that you guys had a chance to enjoy this episode. Uh, if, you're, if you're new to this, go ahead and subscribe. Hey, leave me some feedback. This is a solo episode for myself, so I'm sorry. It's a lot of my voice, and uh, it might annoy some of you, but it won't always be that way. Of course, I'll be joined by my co-host, Dan Hooper, periodically. And then, of course, the goal is to start to have some athlete-to-athlete conversations, especially now that we're on the heels of 2022, looking forward again to finish 2022 with this Rogue Invitational coming up at the end of this month, which I will be commentating alongside Shad Woodland. And so I am super excited to do that. Uh, I couldn't be more excited to actually trip down to Texas during Halloween weekend and watch the fittest athletes in our sport take the floor. Um, oh man, I can't wait to talk. I'm going to talk about it more. There's going to be a preview show. Of course, I'll sit down probably with Dan and talk through my predictions for what I'm going to see and what I see uh, and expect from Rogue in regards to programming and so, so much more. But you know what? I am on my way to Cedar City to go support the Iron Games as a competition. It is a part of the Larry H. Miller, Miller Summer Games here in Utah. Uh, a good friend of mine, Brigham Nielsen, that I've watched to turn this thing from an idea into now, I believe it's year four of a competition. Boy, it's it's grown. It's been great. Um, if you guys are in the Southwest and don't know what the Iron Games is, look them up. I had the opportunity to represent True Fitness and provide the test and programming for this competition this year. Uh, and I am really excited 
for the athletes to take the floor and see how they do in this test. And I'm also really excited to coach a lot of the athletes that I've gotten to see come a long way personally over the last year and get to compete and throw down and learn some things about themselves. Uh, to me, folks, that's what it's all about. Um, whether you're an everyday CrossFit gym member, whether you are a skilled athlete every single day of your career in a CrossFit gym, opportunities for growth and self-awareness and self-fulfillment come when you're tried and tested. I wanna encourage you guys to get out and compete. It's like runners sign up annually for 5Ks, 10Ks, marathons, whatever it is. Well, in CrossFit, we compete and it's a fun thing to do. It's like a, it's like a yearly checkup and outside of the open, sometimes it's really dang fun to get out and throw down in a local competition. Nonetheless, Hey, I hope that you guys have a great rest of your day. I still don't know when I'm going to launch this episode yet, but it'll probably be towards the latter part of the week, probably by October 13th or so. Um, but Hey, you know how I sign out, have a great day, do something awesome, but most importantly, keep rising.